So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end, where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes. But if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest today. Mr. Scott Smith is on the line. Scott is an asset protection attorney that only deals with real estate and real estate investors. And I know some of you guys have had some questions on this lately. There's a lot of flipping going on. There's a lot of investors out in the market at all time high. Real estate is a respected class as an asset for investors higher than ever before. And because of that, I'm like, dude, we need to get an attorney on the line and talk through some of this stuff to make sure that everybody is safe and doing the right thing. So I'm excited today to have Mr. Scott Smith. Scott, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, thanks, Pat. It's really great to be here. I've, I've been speaking and doing about asset protection for real estate investors for over five years now. I'm a real estate investor myself. I actually bought my first property when I was in law school. It was a transmission and auto repair shop that I flipped to graduate from law school without any debt. So that's when I fell in love with real estate. And as I started to build my own real estate portfolio, one of the things I realized is that Wow, there's there's some levels to this game about how to how does everything work together around entity creation, insurance, banking, accounting. There's so many things to know how to quarterback it together. So I did it for myself, and now I do it for thousands of people all over the United States and every asset class. So I'm an open book to share with you anything you want to know, Pat. Okay, great. So let's just start with the basics because you know most real estate agents work with investors. They give advice to investors, right? They think that the investors are protected by something called homeowners insurance. So, you know, isn't homeowners insurance enough to protect you when you buy your first rental property or a rental property? My thought on that is to say, always have insurance. I'm very well insured myself, but I just don't rely on a corporation whose motive is to make money because the way they make money is by collecting premiums and denying coverage. That's the basics of an insurance game, right? We see that every time a hurricane hits the United States, there's massive lawsuits that happen, right? So when we think about insurance, we should always be thinking about the fact of saying, yeah, we want the insurance companies to step in to protect us, but there's things that I can do 
to protect myself with using LLC structures and other structures we can talk about here in a minute. And it's very important to take those extra steps. I had a friend of mine who lost over $3 million in real estate from a single lawsuit because he had all the properties in his personal name, even though he was very well insured. What he didn't realize was that there's many ways that uh, insurance companies will, one, actively seek to avoid coverage if the damages are high, and two, that they can do that legitimately because they know how to navigate the laws in a very creative way uh, to be able to protect their own interests, and three, that insurance claims only protect against accidents called negligence right? They don't protect against any other type of claim. So if there's an email exchange that goes on, that's a fraud claim, not protected by insurance. If something happened with the signing of the contracts you did, that's a breach of contract claim. That's not covered by insurance. There's many, many, many things that can happen in your business world that will expose you to liability that insurance won't cover. And in this country, a single lawsuit can wipe out your entire net worth unless you're protected. Okay, Scott, so let's break this down, right? So your buddy lost $3 million. Can you tell me the story so a third grader can understand this? Yeah, it was pretty simple. He was in a, he had all of his assets in his personal name. He had insurance that was in place to protect those assets. And he was conducting his existing businesses also in his personal name. He's buying more real estate. He's running his active business. And what happened was that he had a breach of contract claim that occurred his business and simultaneously with his real estate, right? And it didn't have to be that complicated. But so so was, it, was it like he signed a lease he breached a lease with a tenant, kicked a tenant out early. What exactly was what happened? Yeah, it was a new deal that he was getting into. So he had signed a contract that said, hey, I, I'm going to go ahead and commit to being able to buy this big asset. And he was going to have to put up a lot of money uh, to be able to buy that asset. It ends up being that the what he thought the asset buy was going to be actually turned out to not be what he thought it was going to be. And he also said, hey, I, I actually want to back out of this deal because this isn't the deal that I want to get into. I think we've all been in that situation, right? You got so, buyer's remorse on a deal, let's just say. You get buyer's remorse on a deal, right? The problem is that buyer's remorse on a deal ends up being a lawsuit against you for fraud and for breach of contract. Yeah. Right? And so failure to perform. Failure to perform. That's 100% right. So what happens is, as they sue him, because all of the assets are in his personal name, they can go after all of his bank accounts, all of his real estate. His insurance coverage doesn't cover him because no insurance coverage will cover you for, for buyer's remorse, breach of contract, and fraud. And the sad part about it, Pat, is that all he would have had to have done is segregate those assets into an LLC, move every, all of his assets out of his personal name. They could have sued him all day long and they wouldn't have been able to get to his money. The worst they could have been able to do is hurt his credit score. It would have been so simple to just avoid uh, you know, what happened to be a, a pretty calamitous event for his life. Okay, so then let's break that down. So, you know, you buy a house, you know, a lot of the reason why investors buy a house and your friend probably did this too and put it in their personal name is because a mortgage company wants a mortgage in your personal name. You try to put an LLC, there's no income from that LLC generally, or if there is, there's very little. Well, this LLC doesn't qualify for a mortgage. You need to buy it yourself and personally sign on it because you qualify. So solve that problem for me. 
Yeah, so the, the way that you solve that problem and, and what you're referring to, if anybody wants to look it up, is specifically what's known as the due-on-sale clause of a mortgage that says, if you buy the asset in your personal name and transfer it, then what they can do is call the note due. It's called accelerating the note, right? So what we do in the asset protection field for real estate investors is we transfer the property to a land trust. It so happens to be because of the St. Germain Act that you can transfer the property from your personal name into a trust and it doesn't call the note due. It doesn't violate the due on sale clause. Over the last five years, we haven't even gotten a letter from any banks for, for using So this let me strategy. slow this down because what I've done in the past is I've transferred them to an LLC, but in doing that, I had to pay transfer taxes to the county and the state, which could cost me up to 2% of the value or 2% of the mortgage in order to do that as if I were selling it to myself. Some counties let me do it one time per property with no fees, but other counties I've had uh, properties in have charged me a 2% transfer tax. And that's going to vary from state to state. So this is a way to do it and avoid transfer tax. It's not really a quick claim deed or is it? What it is, is that you get to, there's a couple of benefits for using a land trust. Number one, you get to avoid the due on sale clause of any of the mortgages. Number two, because it's a transfer to a trust, uh, if you create it through us, it's actually created through a law firm. So it creates anonymity with the property holding. People can't find out looking at the deed records, who owns that piece of property. If they ask, it's created by attorney. That information is further protected by the attorney-client privilege. So wait a minute, so on the tax record, it just says, the property was sold, but it doesn't say an amount and it doesn't say who it was sold to. It'll say that it was sold to the 123 Main Street Trust. And they'll okay. say who's connected to the 123 I've Main Street Trust. I've seen that before and wondered what it was. That's why people are doing that because now you can't look up and say what properties does Pat Hyben own. His name doesn't appear anywhere. It's hidden behind a trust and attorney. And so- Could have saved me a lot of money because I, you know I've had to- I've had to pay transfer taxes on properties. I've had to get commercial loans because I, I shut down my traditional mortgages on some properties and got ended up having to get commercial loans just to, just to keep it in an LLC because I couldn't get a 20% down conventional fixed rate 30-year loan, you know, because it was in an LLC. So this is a way you can keep your loan, keep your loan as if, you know, whatever it is, 10, 5, 10, 20% down loan and protect yourself. 100%. So that's what we actually advise all of our clients to do. All of the initial assets we transfer over into a protected structure using the land trust. Any new properties, they close on them in their personal name so they can get the best possible financing terms, especially for those first 10 properties. And then after they close on the personal name, the next day we file the, the warranty deed to transfer the property from that ownership into the name of the trust. And finally, a warranty deed is actually really important here too, because when you file a warranty deed, you actually preserve the title insurance. So that title insurance stays into effect. So instead of using a quick claim deed, we always use a deed that's going to have warranties attached to it. But the one caveat that I want to mention for everybody, Pat, and just, just to make sure that we're all on the same page here, is that the land trust itself works to create the anonymity. It avoids the fees. It does all those amazing things that we just talked about. But what it doesn't do is actually protect the assets on its own. To protect the assets, what you have to do is combine the land trust strategy with the series LLC strategy. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you need to slow this down. What do you mean it doesn't protect the asset on its own? What does that mean? 
So the land trust is going to accomplish anonymity for us, right? It's going to remove our names from the public. Remove our name from the tax record. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And from the deed records with the county as well, right? Yeah. the, The key piece though is that if I, if all Pat did was take the property from his name and move it into a revocable land trust. If I sue Pat because of his other business dealing, mm. what happens is, is that the, I can get to the trust itself because a revocable trust, is, they're going to treat it just like it is still Pat. If he's still the beneficiary and the creator uh, of that trust. Tribeofmillionaires.com Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate. Was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself. And he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So what we do is, as we say, well, we don't want that. So what we'll do is we'll create an LLC or even better, a series LLC. And then we'll have that LLC own the land trust. And then the land trust will hold title to the property. So that way, if Pat's ever sued, they'll say, well, what's about this trust? Well, that trust actually belongs to the LLC. It doesn't actually belong to Pat. You can't get from Pat to the land trust or to the LLC. And if you combine the LLC with the land trust, you get all of the asset protection from the lawsuits combined with the anonymity. And that's how you're actually able to stop lawsuits before they ever start. And I've had my clients actually experience that from cases that have come up that I've represented them. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, really, at the end of the day, what you're trying to make yourself is judgment proof, right? And there's so many things. We're such a litigious society. There's so many things people could come after you. So you got to think, you know, how can I make my wealth as judgment proof as possible? And this, this is certainly a way. Now, my question is, do you do a different one for every house? Like a lot, like with my LLCs, you know, I've bought and sold a lot of properties in, say, Baltimore City. They're 100000 75000 150000 So, generally, what I do, what I've done in the past is I've put a million dollars of gross property value per LLC and figured that that's enough because it costs, uh, in Maryland, for instance, it costs 300 bucks for every LLC per year for a personal property tax return, you know, 10 LLCs, that's 3,000 bucks, you know, 100 LLCs, that's 30,000 bucks. It's a pain in the ass. So, so that's why I did that. What, what is your recommendation here? 
So what the strategy you're using right now, Pat, is I would say more of the conventional old school kind of strategy, right? Damn. <laughs> and it actually works really well. The problem is, is that it's expensive, both for the setup and the yearly fees. And now you have to usually you have to maintain tons of different bank accounts for it, right? So what I like to use is a series LLC and you can establish it in, I recommend one of four states, either Delaware, Texas, Nevada, or Wyoming, because that's where you can get a series structure formed. And it also has the best asset protection laws, which is if you want to look into it, it's called charging order protection. That's the key terms that you want to look for when you're weighing the relative strength of LLCs. So what you can do is, is you can establish a series LLC in Texas that works very much like a parent-child structure. It has no yearly fees attached with it and no uh, corporate taxes attached to it as well. And it's very strong asset protection. And with this parent company that you file, it can create an, an unlimited and infinite number of what we call child series. So you have one parent that you file with the state and you can privately create a child series on your own desktop for free. Now the child series acts just like an LLC for liability protection. The benefits are is that there's no cost to create and there's no filing required for it. And there's also no yearly costs. So by creating one series LLC, ideally with anonymity so people can't find out that you even own the company, you can create an infinite number of LLCs on your desktop for free. So instead of taking a million dollars worth of assets and pushing into one LLC, you can actually compartmentalize every single asset. So if there's ever a problem with one property, they can't go after any of your other properties because they're all compartmentalized. That's awesome. I wish I had known about that. It may not have existed you know, I bought the majority of my properties, but it's certainly great to know now. Okay, so what else can we do to make sure, you know, go from hero to zero once we start investing in real estate? What, what have you seen that's, that's happened? Like, I know you have lots of stories. What have you seen that's happened other than the other one story you already told us as to what really could happen if we don't do this right? Yeah, I actually represented a client of mine that was using this strategy, using the series LLC structure with the anonymity. Um, but she had properties all over the country. Um, and that's one of the reasons she actually loved using the strategy is because she could own the form the Texas LLC and then own properties anywhere in the country. And she'd own all those properties in the land trusts. And so then she had all of the protections of her Texas LLC through the land trust owning a property in another state, but she didn't have to pay to register the LLC in any of those other states because technically the trust was doing business in that other state, not the Texas LLC. So she saved a ton of money on that. But the lawsuit actually sprung up because uh, she had a, a flip that she did and there was some plumbing underneath the house that she had replaced. And there was an email exchange between her and the buyer regarding what plumbing underneath the house was replaced or was it all the plumbing in the house that was replaced? It was a pretty confusing email chain. Come to find out that six months after the sell, the buyer had a leak in the upstairs plumbing. They were on vacation. It ended up being $75,000 in damages. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, it was a monster of a deal. So what do you think they said? They said, you defrauded us. Yeah, you right. Told us all the plumbing in the house was replaced. And she's like, no, I didn't. I only said the, the plumbing underneath the house was replaced. This is how easy it is to be able to have huge lawsuits. And she has a valid claim that could go all the way to a jury and then 12 strangers are making a decision about your financial future at that point, right? It gets really, really crazy very quickly and very expensive for the attorney fees. 
Most uh, trials cost between thirty to fifty thousand dollars or more in attorney's fees by the time they're done. So avoiding trial is a huge, huge benefit. The reality situation, though, after the opposing counsel talked with me and I said, "Hey, this is where we have things lined up. There's no other assets you're going to be able to go over." By the way, when you sold that property to us, we actually pulled all of the cash out of that child series, so it doesn't have any assets anymore you're suing a vacuous entity. There's nothing there left to go after. And it ended up at the end of the I mean, day- There were other properties, right? But there just wasn't a bank account with cash in it. Yeah, well, there's other but even properties. if there was, it shouldn't matter, right? Well, yeah, there's other properties, but they're all compartmentalized. And yeah, other but, but, but even if I had a bank account in the, in the trust, right? Let's say I had a million bucks in there. It's, isn't that irrelevant? So what they can do is when they file the lawsuit, right? They tried to sue her personally, but we got that immediately washed away and kicked out yep. uh, because she did everything through her shell operating company. So that was a key piece to it. Then the secondary part of their claim was say, hey, we're going to sue who the previous owner of the house, which was the land trust and child series. But in from that, it only owned that one asset. So after it sold that asset, it doesn't own anything anymore. It just had cash that came into it and all that cash was removed well before the lawsuit started. So there's literally nothing there to go after. So that's how you're able to stop the lawsuits because they couldn't find out what other assets her series LLC ha had because they were all held anonymously. They no. knew that there was, no. there was hmm. a, they also knew that it was compartmentalized inside of a series so that they would have to fight through really, really strong laws that protect business owners uh, to be able to go through it. And they said- So what happened? They dropped the lawsuit completely. They, they said it's not because it. the reason that lawsuits happen is nobody there to get money from. Get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If there's if the risk of spending tons of cash doesn't guarantee you a return, most attorneys won't take the case because they have staff to pay. They have businesses they're running. Right. So the more risky you can make it for them by hiding things, putting up strong walls of liability shields, the more of it looks like you're not a good target for them to come after because the probability of success and how much you're going to get is so low that they just don't go forward with the case at all. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reek, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed a hundred percent of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000. And we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat. $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com. Futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out.
Rockstar Nation, it is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December, so I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week. We're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. So you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything. It's called Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And you can get it real easy. All you got to do is text the word HIBAN, H-I-B-A-N, to 31996. That's H-I-B-A-N to 31996. And download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you, guys. And I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk. So this is interesting, and it, it reminds me of a story, uh, something that happened that, that I'm aware of, and I'm just wondering what your opinion is, if you even have an opinion on this, but it's important to talk about because this audience is real estate agents, right? So there was a house flipper I know who is also a real estate agent, and they did a, they bought a house to flip, and it had a flooding problem in the back when it rained. And they knew about it, allegedly knew about it. They were the person that sold them the house, told them about it. And they didn't cure it properly. And uh, they flipped the house. They made money on the flip. The person moved in and the backyard flooded. And they sued them, right? They sued them. Now, I think, and I don't know the details, but I think that they went after the LLC first and found out that, you know, it was going to be a difficult road, right? Because they, you know, it was an LLC. And so what they did, which is interesting, is they went after the agent who was also the flipper and they went after him and his license and they won. And he actually not only lost his license for 60 days, but he had to pay a huge fine of which about 75% of the fine was covered 
by that fund that the Board of Realtors has for all agents. I forget what it's called. Basically, the, the I got sued fund and I'm an agent. I'm going to pay you out of this fund. It's part of your dues. It's part of your realtor dues. So the buyer of the property actually won in the long run. She not only got enough money to basically buy her whole entire new backyard with all kinds of pipes and stuff to make sure that the house, the backyard wouldn't flood anymore, but maybe she felt a little bit of personal uh, triumph in that she got the agent's license suspended. So like if I'm a real estate agent, like what could I do as an agent to protect myself so this you know, doesn't happen to, to me. Let's say I'm an agent that also flips. Yeah, absolutely. So the number one thing you want to do, remember, is we talked about how rich people don't own things. They have companies that control things for them. Wait a minute. Did we talk about that? But anyway, let's talk about it. Now. Rich people don't own things. I guess you probably said it, but go ahead. Yeah. Say it again. I probably went over it too fast. You know, like <laughs> I'm a fast talking Texan, you know, that's why we do it down here. So the way it works is that the rich people don't own things. They have LLCs that own things for them, right? Got it. So I think everybody should follow the same strategy. They should have one company that holds all of their assets, a completely separate company that does all of the operations that by design doesn't own any assets. And this should be true whether you're a real estate investor or a real estate agent. And the reason why is because if that agent had an LLC that he was acting through, then it's an additional barrier from anybody suing him successfully or suing the brokerage successfully. Can it protect you? Absolutely. A hundred percent of the time guaranteed. Absolutely not. Cause that's not the way the law works. The law says that if you intended to defraud somebody, none of the protections that you put in place are going, we're going to afford you those protections. So you can't intentionally defraud people. Right. And if the evidence shows that like, Hey, you write your emails to your friends, you're bragging like, Oh my God, I'm gonna rip this person off so bad. Da, 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 da. Okay. That's good evidence that you intentionally defrauded them. It doesn't matter what you do with the LLCs. Short of that though, you've created a very significant barrier for somebody to have to go fight through, um, which increases their costs, increases how long they have to fight. And in a lot of times what you'll find is that when people see the scope of the fight, it's enough to dissuade them. So whether you're a real estate agent or a real estate investor, always use a two company structure. One company that holds all of your assets, another one that you do all of your operations and business and contracts through, and you want to keep the minimal amount of assets or cash in your bank accounts in your personal name, just the amount that you need to live on. Everything else should be protected. Yeah, that's interesting because I guess at the end of the day, most agents, I mean, I know a lot of agents that basically run their real estate sales commissions through an LLC, but at the end of the day, a real estate license has to be connected to a live body, right? Now, I don't know if there's any corporate shield you can create to protect you from that. I mean, one one solution could certainly be get a spouse or a partner that would own part of that LLC as well. So, if you did physically lose your license, they well, could there's, there's two different still, things that's interesting. Here, one, yeah. one of the things that's going on is that there's a licensure issue and that's yes. usually you can always have to go to a person, right? And that's usually with your board, whatever your board is from your state. That's yeah. going to come down you, on you one way or the other. And that really doesn't have anything to do with the lawsuit being successful. Your board's usually going to strip your license based upon whether they think you did something unethical per their rules. 
Now, a lawsuit is going to tell us to say, did you violate some other rule that we have in our society about fraud or breach of contract? And that's where the LLCs are going to step in uh, to protect you. So we use the LLCs as our liability shields because, well, we really don't want to have to fight that lawsuit right? That could be coming us from that person. But how to deal with your board, that's going to be more of like a politics issue. Right, right, right. So let's wrap this up, Scott, with like one more super awesome tip you have for real estate agents that want to buy properties and build up through properties and protect themselves so that their empire that they're building never gets taken down. Yeah. So I'll lay out here that this is the best strategy that I've ever seen people start with, right? Now we help people that are just starting out in real estate all the way up to about 25 million in net worth. That's our sweet spot for what we do. And a lot of it has to do with how tax structures work more than anything else. But let's say that you're underneath that 5 million to $10 million of net worth piece. That's where you would start looking at say, Hey, let me look at these series LLC structures because I have two plus assets. But if I'm just getting going, the quick and dirty easiest way to, to get started is number one, we start with the two company structure. One LLC that's going to hold your assets, a separate LLC that you run your operations through. Now, when you run your operations through that operating LLC and you're getting cash into there, right? That's cash that goes to a company. Now you're an independent contractor of your own company. What this allows you to be able to do is reclassify that income as an independent contractor that can then fund your own solo 401k. So then you can start funding your own solo 401k with up to $56,000 a year. You can then turn around and buy real estate with pre-tax dollars. This juices how much your rate of return is by about 30% because you just now have more capital that you're able to push around so that your overall returns actually increase over time. Now, some people will say, hey, well, I don't like to wait until retirement to be able to get access to all my funds. Well, the truth is, is that you don't have to because you can loan yourself up to half of the value of your solo 401k to be able to use to pay your bills to do whatever else you want to do. And there's actually no restriction if me and Pat want to loan each other money out of our solo 401ks. So you could actually bleed your entire solo 401k dry with pre-tax dollars by loaning money to you and a friend. So they're just that one strategy alone, protect all of my assets that I have personally inside of an asset holding company set up an operating company with its own solo 401k that I fund with up to $56,000 a year. I either invest that money by buying real estate and being able to make 30% more of my returns, or if I need the cash, I can loan the money to myself out of my solo 401k to some extent or to a complete extent if I have a financial friend that we can mutually loan each other the funds. Dude, love it. Love it. Great stuff. Let's talk about your free gift. Yeah. So the greatest thing that we have right now that everybody seems to love, and we actually created this with a bigger pockets podcast, number 109 that I was on. It's the top 10 things you need to do to protect your assets. Top 10 things you need to do to protect your, I mean, every real estate agent should have this. Every investor should have this. I mean, absolutely. It really is the top 10 things you need to do to protect your assets are the most advanced strategies. So it's going to go over the two company structure that we know every day, the series LLC, the use of the anonymous trust. And it's even going to go into some of the more advanced strategies that you can use, such as equity stripping, for example. A lot of people don't know that you can actually create your own private mortgage company and put bona fide real mortgages on your own property. So that way, if it's ever sued, you have to pay the money back to your own mortgage company before anybody gets it. So this is really great for people that otherwise would say, hey, I want to own this property cash, right? Well, yeah, you can, and you can have all of the protections. 
that are in place too from LLCs and other, other strategies we have there. So if you download the top 10 things that you need to do to protect your assets as part of the free gift um, or from the royallegalsolutions.com website, uh, that's going to be able to give you the playbook of here's the most advanced stuff all the big boys are using. That's awesome, guys. So, uh, Scott, listen, uh, guys, what I'm going to do, so I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash, and I think rather than saying Scott Royal Smith, which is his full name, just put Royal. So, guys, all you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash Royal, R-O-Y. A-L, hybendigital.com backslash royal, and all of Scott's information is going to be there if you want to reach out to him and say thank you for coming on and sharing all this. Um, his free gift is going to be on there. All his social media links are going to be on there. And of course, I'll always put it in the agent success toolbox, which is can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or just texting the word toolbox to 444 999. Scott, this has been a blast. I really appreciate you coming on and digging deep into this very complicated yet very important information and protecting agents and protecting agents that invest. Yeah, Pat, it's really just a pleasure to be here. And I want to do something actually extra special for your guests um, today, for everybody that stuck around for the whole podcast. Um, and what I'm going to be willing to do for that is actually give everybody a free LLC if they sign up for our basic $49 Whoa. membership. So it's actually going to be a free anonymous LLC. And we typically charge $1,500 for these. But what I want to do is just be able to have something to say, hey, we're going to give you something amazing. We're going to show you what it's like to work with a top tier law firm that specializes in how you do business, how do you protect your assets, and what it's like to really have a full team behind you. And we do that at our $49 a month membership. So even if you only keep the membership for a month, if you come in, you pay $49, we're going to give you a complete LLC soup to nuts start to finish. You want me to put a link on your show notes or you want me to just put your email and then they can email you and say uh, free LLC in the, com in the memo? Yeah, let's put it on the show notes. And if anybody wants to email me, it's Scott, S-C-O-T-T -T, at Royal Legal Solutions. I'll hook you up. But we'll get, a, we'll get a link in the show notes. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, Pat. Happy to be here, man. Thanks. All right, buddy. Have a great day and look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Yeah, dude. Look forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, great. Good stuff, Scott. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. And if ever in Austin, uh, which I'm sure I will be in the near future, I'll look you up and we can get together and break some bread. That's what I'm talking about. Little bread, little wine, little cheese. We'll call it a day. Indeed. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our 
downloadable items from each guest helpful. Please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.